ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into another edition of the Apples to Apples podcast. As always, actually, I shouldn't say as always. Today, I hey, am Drew. one of your. There's before you. It's really rude to interrupt me when I'm about to introduce the fact that we have a guest on today's show. I didn't think you started yet. I did, and I was getting, oh. just getting to the part where I was going to allow you to introduce our guest, and and then you interrupted. It's really rude. That's awkward. Yeah, Mrs. Apples to Apples was talking to me. She so, last week we thought he was a little off, and. Because he was delayed in his interruption, but this week he was spot on. He was. Well, I had just had surgery. I just was coming off of surgery. I'm uh, not a hundred percent. You, you must be doing better. Yeah, no, I am. Um, I was. So you did start. I did. Oh, I didn't get very far. But all right. Well, because I was going to tell you guys about KDZ. We don't have it, but I have a under the a very appropriate, I think, deserted island question. Um, in honor, you know, or kind of coinciding with our guests, but I guess I'll get to that um, when it's my time. So just go ahead and start or finish. Well, what I was going to I'll say right until here. I was rudely interrupted was that instead of one of your three hosts, today I'm one of your four hosts because we have a very special guest on today, which we'll get to in just a second. But before we do, as always, thank you to everyone out in the orchard for tuning in this week, next week, last week, any week you tune in. We thank you. If you want to tell people how to listen or you want to try another way or you want to make sure you find us every single week, here's what you're going to do. You can either go to anchor.fm slash apples dash two dash apples. From there, you have links to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many other streaming services that you can use to listen to us or just go straight to those. Search apples to apples, like, subscribe, follow, favorite, do whatever you do on each one of those sites. And every week when we have a show, it ends up right on your phone. You can also check us out on the PodMN app that is us and Twin Cities. And Minnesota shows, sports, news, food, probably weather, gossip, whatever you can think of, it's out there. There's us and then a bunch of famous people you've actually heard of. So check that out. And last but certainly not least, and I'm going quickly today because we have a lot to talk about. Certainly not least, WFNU 94.1 FM Frogtown Community Radio. We are the appetizer. I always say appetizer. Maybe I should start saying breakfast because it's so early. Yeah. Yeah. but it's still breakfast after us, so... That's actually a good point. We are the you're, appetizer, you're the, the juice, if you will, or the appetizer. oatmeal. The, the, yeah, the appetizer. Thanks, Sam. Very well done, Sam. You should trademark that if it's not already. Yeah. They, I know Anytizer. That's like the Tyson's chicken nuggets. Those are all called Anytizers. Anyways, WFNU 94.1 FM, Frogtown Community Radio. We are live every Saturday morning, 7 a.m. as the kickoff to that the might Saturday be sports. Not or just adding, not changing. We'll still be at that time. As far One as I know. of either this show is getting very popular or continuing to get more popular, or they feel sorry for us, but I, they might be adding another it, another day. It's probably the latter, but you can catch us yeah, well, seven a.m. That's ninety four point one FM for those of you in the Twin Cities area, specifically Minneapolis. You can also catch us on their website wfnu.org, streaming live. Or Dad, what's the name of the app that they stream on? It's the Live three sixty five app. You can catch us there, and you can stream us there. I think you can also just listen to us there anytime. We are at 7 a.m. Central. Right after us at 8 a.m. Central is, of course, the Peace de Resistance, Connor's Corner. And I, he it's just actually keep... the hottest radio show on the planet. But well, I, th- I thought my description was pretty good, too. But anyway, I'd actually... after you catch us on a Saturday morning, you will then go and follow us on Twitter. If you have a Twitter, at Apples2ApplesPC. You can always like us on Facebook, too. Apples to apples, just search it up. And with that, because I, I we got a lot going on in well, the world. Well, as you mentioned, oh wait, go ahead, throw it to me. No, no I I, I, got well, my I was really going to throw it to Sam first because I know then you have a, a spiel, but I guess go ahead, that's fine. Oh well, no, if you want, what does Sam got? 
don't know. I just thought maybe he'd have something. I to know say. it's not Corona. He's been tested like seven times. I did. I was, that's what I was gonna say. I did test negative for Corona two days ago. Congratulations. Congratulations. For the second time. Third time. Second time in like four weeks. I mean, I felt like. Yeah. Mom I'm doing pretty well. She does feel bad for you. Surprise. Um. Well, should I go now? That's normally how this show goes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So as you mentioned, we have a friend of the show who's been on the show before and has been listening and he's not going to completely, I'm not going to say he felt bad for Rocco. Some of us feel a little stronger about Rocco than, than, uh, than others, but he's going to let us know why maybe we're being a little unfair to Rocco. Now in his defense, he is the reigning defending undisputed two times Minnesota two times. Well, yeah, I think we agreed that we could go at two time, two time Minnesota baseball high school baseball coach of the year so he's not just some guy off the street now in fairness and hang on i wish this was on zoom because i do have my plaque right next to me he will be debating the assistant coach of the year but hang on let me just move my plaque out of the way i bring it wherever i go but uh without further ado the one and only mr matt kelly matt how the heck are you man well, that was uh, quite the introduction. Yeah, it was um, kind of good. I will say the, the first five minutes of the show have been kind of a, a zoo, but, you yeah, know, we'll, we'll take it as it comes. So I appreciate you guys having me on again, and apparently I didn't bomb too bad last time. You invited no. me back. Although I have to warn you, your Rocco take, uh, Mrs. Apples to Apples might feel the strongest against him. Just be, <laughs> wow, be with okay. <laughs> Yeah, and then so we're going to do – we're going to talk – we're going to talk some more baseball – Got to talk some football. And there is no KDZ, but I'm going to give you guys a choice. I have the perfect Desert Island question. Do you want to know now so you can think of your answer? No. Okay. No. I think you should just just run it on the fly. And this may or may not be on the radio show or we might do it on the podcast version. But uh, should we start with the Twins? Might as well, right? I think so. Did you find your notes? Because it's been a couple I didn't. weeks. Um, no, I, I, I took notes from last week's show. And I, pretty diligent notes. I had like a full page. And uh, yeah, I don't know where they are. So I told I'm you just going to have to go off memory. All right. Well, maybe just uh, just start with some of the things. Now, you're not totally going to defend them because in full disclosure, to peel back the curtain, I did receive a couple texts saying you're going to have a – Rocco was making it tough on you during the playoffs, but he was. Yes. I, so I'll start by saying I am not a, a Rocco apologist. I, I'm not, I'm not the guy who's saying like, Oh, he's Joe Torrey. He's one of the greatest managers of all time. I just in the, I I've listened to how you speak of him, Scott, which is not terribly highly. And I know, uh, Sam, you share similar views. Um, but no, I, I just think he, and I understand how the sports world works, but he catches a lot of heat for things that I don't think are necessarily his fault. Okay. Um, I know one of the biggest, so Scott, you say, you know, like last year he didn't have to coach because they just hit a bunch of home runs. Yeah. Uh, very true. They did hit a bunch of home runs, uh, but there, there's also more to that. And I think it's, it's somewhat of the PJ Fleck factor where he, he gets he's the draw, you know, and I, I think he has to find that line between, you know, just using the analogy of other pro sports coaches, you look at like, not even, not with the age so much, but Pete Carroll, you know, everybody wants to, all NFL players want to play for Pete Carroll. He's like the fun guy. He's, you know, the good culture and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's, he seems to be like the nice guy, at least in the media. 
but then you look at like Leslie Frazier, what a disaster that was. He was the nice guy and that was a total train wreck. So I think Rocco is, he, he's got to try to walk that line a little better. I think he's, he's falling too, too far towards Leslie, especially after that awful two game right. series. I forced myself to watch, which I don't know why I did. I should have just expected them to lose. And then if they had won the first one, I would have watched the second one. It I don't know why I got myself up. It, it, you're right. Um, but uh, there, there were also some takes that, that you had, Drew, that I totally agree with. I think Astadio was a total waste of a roster spot. Um, and, and I don't know how many of those decisions are Rocco's decision. I don't know how many are a group decision. I don't know how many is by upper management. Whatever. Regardless, uh, four catchers, totally unnecessary. Four catchers in one game, absolutely absurd. No reason for that. Um, you know, I, I guess I, I do understand the Garver pinch hitting thing just because he has, I mean, he has like two games of playoff experience from last year, but he's been in big spots. He's been at target field with, you know, 30,000 people in the stands, high pressure situation, and he performed. Yes, that was last year. I get it. He wasn't hitting well this year. Uh, but I, I just, you know, Ryan Jeffers came out of nowhere for me. I, I hadn't even heard of the guy and all of a sudden he was starting. I get that's because Garver was hurt and whatever. And he was fine. He just kind of seemed young. He, I, I didn't know if he was going to be ready for the spotlight. But, I mean, at that point, it probably didn't matter. It felt like all the air had been taken out of the balloon. And so, I mean, you could have put anybody in to hit at that point. I mean, you could have put Oda Rizzi in to hit, and it would have been the same <laughs> result. It would not have mattered. Um, well, the Asadio at bat was like, that was the end of the series. I actually looked over at my wife during that. When they, he came in, I was like, he is going to swing at the first pitch because that's what he does. Yeah, yeah at least will, it didn't take long. He will get out, and it will probably be a double play to end the game. And I, I knew it. I knew it was coming. And I, like, like Drew said, he was fun when the Twins were bad. It was, a, it was, it was cute for TV. He's got the right. funny hair when he's running the bases, whatever. Awesome. But if you want to be a, you know, a World Series caliber team, the Dodgers don't have anybody like that. The the Rays, the Yankees, they don't have the cute mascot guy. They got Garrett Cole. They spent money on good players. Good point. And so that's why they win. But to get back to the Rocco thing, and I don't want to monopolize the whole podcast, especially with baseball talk, because everyone's so sick of that now. It's been two weeks. Um, but I, don't, I just think Rocco is obviously you got to blame somebody, right? You win, you lose 18 straight playoff games. Obviously, he was only what, five of them. Um, you got to blame somebody. And it's obviously going to be the head coach. I mean, they're, they're, that's the easiest finger to point. Um, yes, he makes some some questionable decisions, but uh, I, I really do think there's a. I mean, I, Nelson Cruz, Josh Donaldson, they don't come here if uh, if Paul Molitor's still here. And I I know you like Molitor, Scott. I know you do. I'm sorry. He's just I call him bland. Molly. Yeah, your buddy Molly. Sorry. Uh, he's just bland <laughs> to me. He's just vanilla. Like there's no really draw. Like yeah, he was a great ball player. I you know we've seen that doesn't necessarily translate to being a good coach. Uh, I know Rocco was talented and he had all of his injuries or concussions or whatever, you know, ended his career. But I just, I don't think the, we're not getting big names because uh, we know the pull ads aren't spending the money. So sure. it's not that, you know, it's not that Donaldson was like, I want to, you know, everybody wants to come to uh, the Midwest, you know, no, no more glamorous place in the world than Minneapolis and, you know, take a pay cut versus what he would have got from the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Red Sox. Um, not that they needed, you know, those teams needed him, but I, I just think Rocco's a part of that. I think the culture, it just feels different. Like I was excited, even even though they lost game one to Zach Greinke and whoever that 
reliever guy was, and it was like I was super pissed because yeah, there's no reason you should have lost even one game in that series. And now I think didn't the uh, Astros clinch tonight, didn't they? So now they're yeah. in the ALCS. Yep. So that's cool. Uh, but regardless, they you know they they shouldn't have been in that situation in the first. It just felt strange. But I was excited the whole season. You know, it's like with Molitor, you know, Brian Dozier's the face of your franchise. Like, well, why are you well, excited about that? It's it's Brian Dozier. Now you got Nelson Cruz, Buxton, who's you know on and off. Even you you kind of like hold your breath when Sano's hitting, even though he hit like a buck ten. Um, but once in a while, you know, he hits one six hundred feet and super fun to watch. There's just there wasn't that draw with other coaches. So I. I'll say it again. I don't think Rocco's the greatest manager in the history of baseball. He's probably not even the greatest manager in Twins history, or he for sure is not, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the coach of the year last year, it, I guess it looks good on paper because yeah, they set the, the all time home run record. But ultimately, it's his job to write a lineup and put guys in a position to succeed. There was no reason that the team should have played as poorly as they did two weeks ago. That's that's not his fault. I mean, he's you're gonna play. Kepler, you're going to play Buxton. Who knows whose decision the Donaldson not on the roster was. You know, I, I don't know if that's on him or not, but you have to play those guys. And if they go out there and they play like they did, I mean, it's to me, it's tough to blame him. Okay. So rant over. That's that's going from memory. No, that's not that's a rant. That's, my notes. I have three very quick points before Sam attacks you. So um, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> One, and I'm going to give you credit for something, actually. You totally, I was I was not listening to, I mean, I listened to everything you said. I was not on your side, but you said something that is very true, and it's something we've talked about many times. The P.J. Fleck factor, because mm-hmm. we don't, we've, if you've, we don't think he's the greatest football coach, but clearly something's working. So that is right. not a bad, that, to your credit, that's not a bad comparison. And also to your credit, I didn't think about it. Maybe Rocco is still concussed. Now, that's you know that's very you possible. brought that up to and one quick thing on Molitor. I'm not saying he's the greatest coach, but Molitor did not have the players that are on this team today. So it would have been nice to see because Molitor. Do you think there's a correlation there? There's probably a reason maybe. for that. I mean, I don't know, maybe, but I mean, Molitor's always nice to me when I see him. He turns around and always says, "Hey, Scott, how are you?" But that's fine. Can I, can I but, interject on your second point, Dad? Yeah. I I think yes, there. <laughs> maybe the concussion. Um, no, I, I, but I don't think the players themselves are all that different. Yes, we didn't have Kenta Maeda. Yes, we didn't have Josh Donaldson. Um, maybe we had Nelson Cruz have, for a year of Molitor. I think we did for the Molitor's final year, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But okay. to to the other point, it's it's like everybody else is the same. I, I've said from the start of this show, which isn't that long ago, but I, I've always said there's something wrong. There was was being the operative word here, something wrong with the development of players in the Twins organization. Oh, I agree with and that. that some, and Buxton to this, and whether you think he needs to stay or go, not the discussion I'm trying to have right well, now. Well, in my, in but my to trades, this day, he needs to stay. Yeah, but to this day, he hasn't signed a extension in part because he is still mad at the front office or the, the, the brain trust, which included Molitor at the time, to not bring him up late earlier in his career, and it hurt his service time and hurt his contract and hurt the money he could have made. So I do think when Molitor was here, there was an issue with something in the locker room and something with player development. And, and now, yes, and I, I think Matt is spot on that players in free agency saw that there was a plan here to get these guys better and get these guys in the right shape playing-wise and physically 
especially the pitching staff. Well, Molitor was saw something of value. Manager. You got to remember, we had a different general manager, but that's but fair. Again, again, Molitor's final year was the same two guys. So I, I guess, I guess what I'm saying, like I guess Molitor. what I'm saying is, I guess what I'm saying is, I, I don't think it's fair to say, well, who knows what he could have done with this team? Sure, but the team he had wasn't that much different. The only to the reason, team last year fair. especially, this year, the let's only re- this year. The only reason I use him as an example is. All the times we didn't do the small things, and we're not going to go over it all because we—that's what I've harped on for day one. Never moving the guy over, never scoring with runners, that type of stuff. But I have a feeling Sam probably has a fairly uh, decent amount to say on this. I'll just—I'll just limit it to two things, and there'll be more small things. Like about the PJ Fleck uh, comparison, is we've saw, seen PJ Fleck when he first started here. Yes, he was a rah-rah guy. He brought guys in. But we said on the show that wasn't enough. You need to be able to coach in the in-game coaching and time management and clock management. That needs to be better to beat Ohio State and Michigan. And if you want to compete for national championship, uh, Alabama, Georgia, name your team. And But what we've seen from P.J. Fleck the last couple of years is he's gotten better. He's improved in those aspects. He's still not great at clock management, but he's gotten a lot better oh. in-game coaching. But with Rocco... He has not improved at all. If anything, he's got he got a lot worse this year at his in-game coaching and in-game managing of the roster and the team. And so that's where I kind of defer in the PJ Fleck. PJ Fleck's got a little better in-game coaching. He's still not great. He still needs a lot of work. But Rocco even got worse in his third. I think this is his third year. This was his third year. And so that's where I make the make the draw there in that comparison. And two, what Rocco did do very well is he hired an excellent pitching coach and an excellent hitting coach who now is not with us. And that is why last year we were so good. That pitching coach single-handedly developed that pitching roster and developed that bullpen into what it is now. Because Trevor May and Duffy were not good before that guy came. And then the hitting coach, he, like Drew mentioned last week, he helped Sano, he helped Buxton last year out of those slumps, and he's he goes away and Sano's back to nothing and those guys. And and my, I guess I'll make it to my third and final point is Donaldson um, and Maeda, like guys like that, especially Donaldson, they came here because they saw what was being built and the veteran leadership of Nelson Cruz. And who knows who brought who in, but like it wasn't all him. It was like guys like Nelson Cruz went up to Donaldson and was like in the meeting. Nelson Cruz led the meeting, not, not Rocco. Nelson Cruz led the meeting to get Donaldson to come. So that's where I don't think Rocco is as big of a factor as bringing the guys in because – the players were the ones leading the meetings, leading the meetings for the free agents and telling the guys to come. And Sam, that's where I agree with you. That's where I think he's more like Leslie Frazier. Like in that, in that respect, I feel like he's look at when Peyton Manning was in Denver, like was John Fox any more than just a face or like a name to put down for head coach? No. Like Peyton Manning, that was his team. And so that's, I, I agree there. That's, that's where I think he's got a, Rocco needs to – there are a lot of things he needs to improve on. Like I said, I'm, I'm not saying Rocco is, you know, the best manager in baseball. I'm just saying he, he gets a lot of flack. And the last point I, w- I want to make before we move on to something people actually care about because the Twins are old news now. Um, the name one exciting thing that happened under the Molitor regime. Um, I mean – I'm old. I, don't, I mean, I can't remember. I think, well, I mean, Dad, you would probably say Joe Maurer's retirement because you, you were oh, very anti-Joe. Finally got rid of Maurer. I, I I think you're underestimating the teams Molitor had in this squad. I think they've got. Well, again, I'm not ta- I, wanted, I wasn't I, I even talking about entire, this. I, I was I was even more talking about last year. 
I, I think this team wildly well, underachieved this year, and I think you can credit it to a lot of things. Yeah. I, and I, I'm sort of I mean, on the on the side of yeah, I'm on the side of Matt, where I think Rocco is probably a bottom, in my opinion, bottom third coach in the MLB. But it, 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 there's a lot of stuff that at the end of the day, we and I will throw myself under that bus too. We tend to blame him for that, like. It's not his fault Jorge Polanco played through an injury all year and forgot how to hit. It's not his fault that the biggest free agent signing in the history of the team got hurt throughout basically the whole season. Like, some of these things aren't his fault, and then he's but put in tough positions. Why does positions. it always happen to us? Well, like I said on last week's show, it's 16 <laughs> years, it's 18 I games, know. it's three front offices, know. or three coaches, two front offices. At some point, it is kind of like, well, maybe it's just us. Maybe it's not you, Rocco. Maybe it's us. Well, and ultimately, I guess the fans are going to have to decide if we want to have... I mean, the regular season... This year, I think they got away with it because it was a very condensed, short regular season. People were itching to watch anything, and it was pretty cool. But, I mean, if we have another good regular season and then do this again in the playoffs, it's going to be... I mean, no, people are going to go, go out. I'm not even watching It is going to wear on people at some point. I, I totally and, agree. And that, yeah, that I agree with completely. Then then you're, you're going back to Sane's point where it's like you're not getting better. Right. I mean, this is I believe this was Rocco's second year. And yeah, he he won, you know, AL manager of the year, MLB manager of the year last year. He probably didn't deserve it. But I mean, he took a, a you know, a well, basic no, team, he probably won the division. So if you look at their record. I mean, right. I mean, you look at the record and they hit a bunch of home runs, but it's not like he was the reason Max Kepler hit 35 home runs last year. You know, that was to Drew's point. That was James Rousen or Rousen or however you say it. Um that that was him, and that you know the the pitching staff wasn't terrific last year, but the the bullpen was pretty good. That's that's Wes Johnson. That's not Rocco. So right. they need to figure out what went wrong. I mean, they they win the division two years in a row and get swept in you know three games, then two games. It, like now you got to figure it out. You got to figure out what's going wrong. If they do it again next year, then I'll start to uh, I'll flip over to to Sam and Scott's side where I'm 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 a little little less well, heavy on Rocco and but for now I'm you know I'm I'm not super pessimistic I just think his job is as a manager not a coach so you know it, it's not you know you can't really put it on him when you know Sano goes up there and now you could say Sano might not have you know shouldn't have been in the lineup but Kepler right. you have you have to have Kepler in the lineup no, you need him in the outfield especially with Buxton being banged up and for Kepler to play like he did you know I think he drew a couple walks that's it you know, well, next so year we'll, next year we'll have Trout I think and I, I think I, yeah. yeah. Good point. Good yeah. point. I've been working on that. Right. Yeah. Have you have you well, gotten not Alvin Rocco's... Levine's phone numbers yet? Have you have no, you been able to I'm give them a call? Bypassing them because they would oh, never okay. do it. And, and speaking of those two, it's if not anyone Rocco's... would do it, it's those two. You you think Pol- no, you, missed, would, you think Mr. Polad's going to pay for it? They're not clever enough to do it. The bot and with those two guys, it's not Rocco's fault. Those two guys at the trade deadline. We're always second, third, fourth place to getting the guys. They just couldn't get them. So, and that's not Rocco's fault. I think the only thing I want to add on the Twins along these same lines, and then we should actually be done. I know we've all said that at this point, but um, I do think delegation is a is a important skill from a any professional sport. I hate interrupting. What? You hate what? We had this question on the show before, and it just flashed on my screen. Have you seen the Bradshaw bunch yet? This guy is nuts, Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> I, I just had to. You would not. You, I, okay, I go told, ahead. No, I know he's not. If you watch him on TV, you know he's nuts. This I, show I, not even a, as his in his family. On when he's on whatever <laughs> this, NFL show he's on, he's a nut job. He's on a. I can't even. Describe we also it. we also predicted Dad would watch that show. 
Yeah, uh, I yeah, wasn't. Was, it was on. The, it was. It's on in here. I was not right. watching it. I mean, I glanced over and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Sure. But continue. No, all I was gonna say is, as, as a professional sports coach, with the exception of maybe I, I don't know basketball. I'm sure hockey means more than I think it does. But, but I, I think delegation is important, and I think we've seen firsthand with the Vikings and Zimmer. He gets his hands a little bit too too into things offensively sometimes and he sort of strangles an offense that at times can struggle and and that feedback has been heard from multiple offensive coordinators so I think at times at, what we're going to argue about whether he does this well in a second but at, at, at the end of the day he, he runs the defense and he's got a guy to run the offense we've discussed whether or not he's truly a head coach but when we have that discussion and I'm using this as a segue we talk about it in the sense of that's what he is he's a head coach he's not a defensive coordinator and he needs to act like a head coach sometimes and I think at times Rocco does that, but maybe to an extent, sometimes he does that too much. You can maybe make that argument there. And whereas PJ Fleck at times, I think we would argue and in the past delegates a little too much. At some point you have to insert yourself and make a decision and make a call, but it's a fine line to toe. And I think there are very few truly great coaches in sports. And the guys that are truly great are able to do that, are able to get the best out of their players themselves, oh, so but also delegate on. to their specialists at, at the right time. Awkward. I just dropped my plaque. Um. Anyways, um, you won that plaque. Let, I wasn't. Let me use an example. I, first of all, I didn't win it. I was awarded it. You he earned, earned it. He earned that plaque. Earned you want that me to get my plaques because... out too? What, Sam? Do you want me to get my plaques out too? No, but what? this plays into my point perfectly, Dad. You earned that plaque only because your head coach knew when to delegate to you and to t- do so properly, and you took advantage of that opportunity. Without that proper right, delegation, you'd have never had had a chance. Oh, I agree. I, I'm only as good as my leader. I understand that. <laughs> yeah. But the we'll point, that. yeah, the point I need to make is why do we always have to go to Seattle? Oh, I sent you guys a text. Did you I not know. read it? I'll, Matt, I'll read it out loud. I mean, how many times do we have to go to Seattle on national TV and get embarrassed? Well, I read it, and all I got from it is that we're going to have to face them five straight years. It's it's not ending, is what you read, right? Yeah. Yes. So here, the, the, what annoys me, though, and I think the reason is we're always pretty good, too, too good. I mean, too straight up good, if not very good. And Seattle is always good to very good. So, of course, that game is going to be a primetime game when it's two markets that you probably don't get a lot of. I mean, Seattle, you see a lot, but you don't get a lot of Minnesota and Seattle, but they're passionate markets. So of course, they're going to put on TV. But for those of you at home listening, wondering why do we always play Seattle and why do we go there so often? I'm going to I'm going to read this for you quickly. Thank you. In 2018, the Vikings were scheduled to visit the Seahawks because the last time they played the whole NFC West, the Seahawks visited Minnesota. That was only back in 2015. That's ancient history. So right. it was their turn, the Vikings, to go on the road. In 2019, we played at Seattle because they were previously scheduled to play the same place finisher from the NFC West on the road, and that that year was the Seahawks. Now, headed back to Seattle because the teams again finished in the same spot in their divisions last season, with the Vikings again slated to visit the same place NFC West finisher in 2020. Of course, it just is, it stinks because it's Seattle. But to Sam's point, here's what's now coming. Because they visited the Rams and Seahawks in 2018, they'll host those in 2021 while going to the Cardinals and 49ers. So yes, we have to visit the Seahawks game, but at least it's at home. But here's the wonderful news. When we have inevitably finished in the same place in 2021, we got to go play the equal place finisher in the NFC West, which will be the Seahawks. Um, speaking of football, I have breaking news. Terry Bradshaw just ate live worms in front of his daughters, and they started throwing up. I also have better breaking news. Okay. <laughs> uh, Tyler Johnson 
caught his first two balls today, and he's has 52 yards receiving. And, and Anton Winfield just broke up a pass. The 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 Gophers down south, they're, doing, they're just comfortable. They're just comfortable playing yeah, together. It's just them. beautiful. Um, all right, so Johnson, I don't, I'm not upset about. Antoine Winfield made me. Well, I I'm upset we because I've got what's his name who's sitting out. I think the, could be a the wide Godwin? receiver, for Godwin. Yeah. Well, I have the I stupid mean, Tampa Bay. Uh, listen to this. I, 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 I have the stupid Tampa Bay running back. Brady throws him a pass on like the 11 yard line. He tips it to himself and catches it and rolls into the end zone. For whatever reason, they call it incomplete instead of calling it complete and then going to review God, it. They review it. They overturn it, but since they blew the ball dead, he's down at the one-yard line, and then they threw it to Mike Evans. I, I wasn't want for to go my, my unluck last week. I don't do we have? I mean, have, let's ask our uh, special contributor. Do we have any chance of winning Sunday night at Seattle? Now there are no fans, so I guess we have that going for us. That would be the only advantage. Uh, I mean, it's realistically on paper, this is going to be a disaster. I mean, Russell Wilson is—he's right now. If voting was today, he's the MVP. You got two studs in Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, and our I think the median age of our cornerbacks is like 16. Yeah. I I mean it's, the median it age should... of our cornerbacks is younger than anybody on this show right now. Let's put it that way. Correct. Yeah. They're younger Correct. Than... Even me. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Even you. Yeah, I I just I look at this. So the only positive about us going to Seattle again every year we go to Seattle and get embarrassed on national TV. But it's because yeah. it's embarrassing because we're expected to be good. It's That's supposed true. to be. All right. They finally got Kirk Cousins. They got Mike Zimmer's defense. You know, it was, you know, Thielen and Diggs. I got the two studs, you know, out wide this year. It's, you know, it, it's kind of, a you know, whatever, whatever happens. If we lose by 30, it's like, well, yeah, they're not good this year. You know, and, and Russell Wilson's unreal. If we, if it's a close game then maybe it's like, hey, well, you know, either Russell Wilson starts to look human or the Vikings aren't as bad as we thought. If we win, it's a miracle. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. But, yes, on paper, it's it's a bloodbath on Sunday. I need help with something because Mrs. Apples to Apples showed me some picture. Can you help me with this Mike Zimmer girlfriend thing? That's not his girlfriend. It is. That's his girlfriend? Yes. Matt, do you, well, are you familiar with this lady? I don't so even know. I, if we, I, I just assume you're talking about the right person. When you have a ranch like him, it, you can get anything you want. <laughs> right. Right. That's a, yeah. That, well, there is, what does she care? Pete Carroll's 90, but he's a decent looking dude. And I, I'm I am stunned. But OK, continue. So I, believe I, it or not. Yeah, I, I heard about the picture on Instagram. You you know, whatever judgments you want to throw at me. I don't go on Instagram a whole lot. No, I did hear I... about uh, about Zimmer's girlfriend who's – she's like, what, 38? Is that what I heard? Something I like that. Even know the, I know he's in his mid-60s. So If you Google Mike Zimmer, the first autocomplete is girlfriend, and the second is GF. <laughs> okay, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, that's – I mean, from what I understand, that is her, and I – I uh, try to listen to press conferences when fun stuff like that happens, and I don't think anybody's had the balls to ask him about no, it yet. I agree. 38. How can she that is 38. Be... Correct. Considering... And, 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 Zimmer, and Zimmer is 64. Yes. Considering how we're playing. Well, I don't think how it's How can a... they not ask that question? Because no, nothing else really even matters. Bizarre. I, I'm Okay, well, I guess I get confirmation. I, I think I, I knew like that she exists. Like I've seen her in pictures and in videos with him before. And I think they even showed her on draft night at one point. Like, and I honestly I mean, think I had assumed it was his daughter for some, I, I, I well, was what like, what do they have in common? 
Well, and the worst part about it is he only has, like, one eye, so he can't even really appreciate it. <laughs> That's true. You well, I mean, one, like, one real one. I think the other one. Yeah. I mean, Last. God bless all you out there with only one real eye. I'm not judging, of course. Um, yeah, that's okay. I, I didn't mean to derail the uh, biking talk, but uh, I think that's just as important as what's it going is. on. It is. I mean, and when you're one in three, you have to find the small victories. And, and if that's so what, not... so what's the weekly? What I mean, we get we have a rotation of five cornerbacks, at least two are hurt every week. Do we have enough? I think to... whole secondary hurt. Barr is out for the season. Pierce opted out. Like they're they're playing undermanned as is. And I think I think I said it from the start. I think Zimmer was a little full of himself, thinking he could keep this thing going with all these rookie corners. But injuries are real, and they're hurting us. But um, so maybe he just knows. Maybe he knows the defense isn't as good. So he's like, all right, I'm gonna go back to what I did in Washington. I'm just gonna let it fly because my defense stinks. Well, that's the thing. We've been really bad, but we had Dalvin Cook is a top three running back right now. He's running really well with a terrible left and right guard. Granted, he he could have 200 yards a game if we had a left and right guard who could so right guard's a backup too for the record yeah and um our wide receivers are one and two in pro football focus ratings yeah. so like our our top players are playing well even though i don't know how we're those guys are that good playing that well when we're this bad um uh, but again seattle defense like you said is not very good like this game should be a shootout but then it'll come down to our de- uh, it'll probably come down to the defensive line play to be it'll honest come down to and, kicking is that pro oh, focus ratings? Is that a video game or something? No, it's it's, no, it's it, they basically chart every single play and you get you get a score, they but they don't just say like like it, basically if you if you're a quarterback like they will charge quarterbacks with sacks if they hold on to the ball for too long or they try to scramble oh, and they get sacked. They'll okay. give po- receivers positive grades if they you know have a key block on a run. So they literally chart and watch every player on every play. And a given result that they have on a play, some of it's obviously subjective, but they then grade them on a, a zero to a hundred scale. With uh, different positions, obviously have different averages, but they're 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 number one and two because they have they they do they look at things like the amount of separation they have, the quality of catches, they, like they chart if if balls were catchable or not. So things like that. They like there's drops and then there's uncatchable balls, which may go down as a missed target, you know, traditional stats, but they'll chart it as a, a bad throw and a, you know, and they won't, they basically will, it's a null play for the receiver. So, so I've it's got basically a question. proof that they're, they're doing things right, even when they're not getting the ball necessarily. I've got a question. And, for uh, three. Oh, and I ahead, think Sam. it's Samia is the worst guard in the NFL. He's the worst player in the NFL. According to that rating, just so you know, out that. of every player that they've charted on offense, That's he's good. the that, worst. Well, he's ours though, at least. So I mean I guess he's our he's the football team Sano, but anyways here's no, I got I an important no Sano hits a home run once in a while yeah, yeah I don't okay think so. I got an important question for all three of you. You're in charge of the NFL. If this if a team like Tennessee screws up again, do they forfeit or do you keep making arrangements to move games, Coach Kelly? I think they're already making a mistake by trying to cater to everybody because didn't they just move the Patriots game too? Uh, they've moved a bunch. Yeah, one to Tuesday. For the second week in a row, they moved the Patriots game. I, I think they I think they should make an example out of the Titans because I don't know. From what I read, it sounded like they were they were breaking protocol. They were you know doing stuff they weren't supposed to be doing. I mean, it clearly they had stayed. Pra- they had a while they were supposed to be in lockdown. There's a practice that I think there right. were multiple supposedly practices. no one knew about. Right, and they I think I saw a report. It was like the Athletic or something. Somebody had a, a report that there was like. They weren't 
enforcing uh, masks or social social distancing or or even like testing at the facility. And it's like, okay, that's in the rules. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> you, you have your own opinions, but if you want right. to be part of the league, right. if you want to play, exactly. follow the rules. So I I say you make a forfeit. I, I think too. this week they should have made them forfeit. Yeah, I mean they're just they're bending over backwards for these guys, and they're three and zero. I mean they they should care. Right. I uh I think I think you this is the last week with them I think because it it, it it it's just you're starting to affect other teams now negatively for like the, the Bills right. are are the team that kind of gets screwed in this whole thing because they now have less time. They were originally going to have. An extra. The reason it really matters, and I, I want to get the numbers of days right, but I, it might be off. But the point still stands. They were going to have an extra two days to game plan for Kansas City. Now, any other year, who cares? It's the Bills. But they they are legitimately good and probably going to win that division this mm-hmm. year. They now have what will turn out to be. They thought they had two extra days. They now have, I think, two less days than they expected because now they're getting moved from Thursday to Sunday, and it shortens the week for them. Right. Um. Or no, they're getting moved from Sunday. I, I don't know. Whatever. I can go through the whole thing. Tuesday. They're I getting think. moved from Sunday to Tuesday, and their game is now. So they were gonna go Sunday, Thursday. Now they have to go Tuesday, Saturday. I think, or something weird like that. I I, I could look it up, but it doesn't matter. They now have less time to prepare for the the best offense in the league, and they're they're a legitimate team. And we're not gonna think about them because they're the Bills, and they're not the team that got sick, and they're not the team having problems. But at the end of the day, that is a competitive top of the division team. That's being adversely affected by another team not following they did rules. The right and that's thing. why yeah. I think you need to make a point. Who cares about the Titans? They're breaking rules. If it was only them, it'd be one thing. Or if things were working out in their favor where you could flip guys around and flip teams around and take bye weeks and it worked, that'd be great. But it's not going to work that way. And other teams are going to start to be adversely affected. For example, the Vikings they end up winning. It didn't matter. Missed a day or two of practice because of, because of the Titans. Now, it didn't matter. We won, thankfully. But realistically a, a day or two in an NFL season of practice of game planning in person is a big deal. And they missed that. So at some point it's a matter of being fair to the other teams that they're following rules. They're doing the right things, but now they're going to get screwed. So I, I think you, you get, you say, this is it, Tennessee, you figure it out. You find guys off your practice squad. You're playing this week. And if you screw up again, you're done. You're done. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll oh, go ahead. The nail on the head, it's not fair for teams too. Cause even yesterday, the NFL was saying today's Thursday game might get moved to Sunday. Like coaches, everything's on a schedule. Like they're preparing for games. They're doing a walkthrough, practice, workouts, all that's going on, ready for a Thursday game. It's unfair to move a game like within a day and tell them they're going to play in two more days when they've done all this preparation. Players are getting shots and medicine and all that literally like the day of, and then just to say like, oh, I did this for nothing. Like it's not fair for that. So that's pictures that you have to make an example out of them too, especially. I know this is slightly off topic, but this Terry Bradshaw show is you gotta absolutely, turn it off. You absolutely gotta. out of control. He's having a tea party now with a tutu and a duck head. He's, he's, it's absolutely insane what's going on. Um, he, he, I'm sorry. He's a unicorn, aren't we all? Um, I don't know, Drew, what time you said we were supposed to end. I got a question for the group. Okay. We're a quarter of the way through the season. Every team's played four games, um, with the exception of the teams that had to miss one because of COVID. Right. Um, any major takeaways from the first quarter of the season? Unexpected things, things you saw coming that you'd like to rub in our faces, anything of the sort? Well, I saw Josh Allen coming. I told you everyone to draft him in fantasy football. So I tried. I can rub that in your face. but uh, try, try. The, Vi- 
for the Vikings, I, well, honestly, like Matt said, Russell Wilson, I think, deserves to be the MVP, and he deserves a vote. I think there's a stat that he hasn't gotten a vote in the MVP voting ever, and I think for some reason he's getting disrespected, and he's playing unreal this year. So for a quarter of the way through the year, I think Russell Wilson deserves the MVP. He's playing unreal, especially with how bad their defense is, uh, which people didn't really know their defense to be this bad. They're literally, like, statistically almost worse than the Vikings. And so I think what he's done and to bring Seattle to, to four and is amazing, and he deserves the, to be MVP. But that's the that's the thing I got to say right now. They're part of the year. Matt, uh, I don't I don't have any super hot takes or takeaways or anything. I guess the one thing I would say is I totally underestimated how much the lack of fans and crowd noise yeah, would affect yeah. the game. The first the Viking Packer game, it oh. felt like I was watching like an inner squad scrimmage. Like it, it was just the weirdest thing. And obviously you got like, you know, you got whoever's on the call for Fox. They, they try to do a big production on TV, but it's like an empty stadium is right. weird. And it's, I hate to say it because I, I, I mean, you'll never hear me praise any green Bay player fan base, anything, but nobody takes advantage of that fact better than Aaron. Rodgers. Uh, it's so frustrating because they, they play at us bank stadium he can't do that hard count thing. He's always doing. No, I jump totally he can't hear himself think there. He he goes out in New Orleans. He can't hear himself think. He went both those stadiums and was unaffected. And I think that that is really affecting the game. That's in no way an excuse for how poorly the Vikings have played. And I'm not trying to downplay Aaron Rodgers. Quite frankly, he has looked phenomenal, which is, again, super frustrating for me. And I don't often say that because I can't stand him or their franchise. But, I mean, he's – I don't know if the, the drafting Jordan Love thing, you know, lit a fire under him and, and got him going. Probably did. Probably, you know, when we were all laughing at him last time I was on the show for drafting Jordan Love, um, you know, and now it's coming back to bite us. But that would be my only hot take. I, that, I think the crowd thing is a huge part of it, especially with Rodgers, because you're right. I'm not saying we would have beat him, but I'm not convinced it certainly would have changed the game almost completely because he doesn't play well here ever. He rarely does. Once in a great while, he does. But, uh, but yeah, it was similar. I mean, it wasn't even like he was playing here. It was just like he was playing on a practice I field. Totally agree. Yeah, you know, no. I totally agree. It didn't even feel like he was playing in Minnesota. Well, that's the weird thing. I, I mean, you got so, you got some stadiums with twenty thousand. You got, you know, us green. You know, you got the Midwest. I guess with zero. It's and I know. Well, what the Jerry we, World has looked like full. I know. Those Cowboy I know. Games, uh, it looks like the, you know, it looks like a preseason game with that. How many people are in there? And guess what? I now this breaking news has nothing to do with Terry Bradshaw. Uh, Florida now, you can debate how many fans Miami and Jacksonville are going to get, <laughs> but they're back in business. Full stadium, sixty, seventy. Well, 000, I think have at it. Wow. The governor, the, the, gov- the governor okay. told them they could. They have not indicated that they. I don't will. think they can. <laughs> I, don't I think they get that many. Well, that's for sure. I think they should save themselves the embarrassment. But I also think that they, I think they know it'll come off poorly if they fill their try to fill their stadium. Um, and to your point, they probably couldn't even if they wanted to. But um, yeah, DeSantis gave them the gave them the okay to fill the fill the stadiums. Now, here's what I want to know. Here's where I'm really interested in that fact. Not Miami, not Jacksonville, but the college teams. There's no way that the University of Florida or the University of Miami doesn't want to fill their stadium. Because the NCAA, you talk about greedy. You talk about greedy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's where I think it'll be interesting. I watched the Georgia game. Did you watch the Georgia game last weekend? I, I dabbled. Yeah, you want to talk about a full stadium. I was like, that's 
that's full. I know. Like that's like that looks like an average, like a SMU. mid. SMU. Did you see what happened at SMU? The police came and took the entire student section out because they went social distance. <laughs> and that the was... weirdest thing about the Georgia game, I don't know what made me notice this. The only people, the only students I saw with masks on, and I'm not saying this to be funny, the only students I saw with masks on were the idiots in the front row that fully painted their bodies. And I was like, that's They painted the mask, too. I saw that. They I was like, right out of the everybody, mask. they're the ones that are going to be responsible. But they're also the guys that painted their bodies. Um, I found that interesting. Matt, Matt, I'm not going to divulge what college you went to just in case there's bad blood back at your college. But did you sure. ever did you ever go to a college game and paint your entire torso uh, purple and uh, silver? I mean, I'm sorry, whatever color your school was. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I didn't. Well, <laughs> most of the time I was playing fall ball, so I didn't. Even oh, get that's to go true. To you game. couldn't go to the games. Uh, yeah. So. It yeah, but that probably wouldn't have been me anyway. Um, we we would put our purple on, but I I can't say I uh, ever purchased uh, purple body paint. Yeah, That's yeah, true. I I can't, don't either because we don't even have football, so I got to out there. But the women's well, soccer games, there are people who paint their chest for those. Yeah, I well, you're probably they're probably that, they're they're playing right. I swear to God, I just saw a game on like ESPN two the other not women's but men's college soccer. Well, our I know our women aren't playing. Are not? They're not. They're not. Well, although the Pac-12 is very anti-playing. Do, uh, right can now. I? All right, I got a question for Sam. Um, We're the West Coast we, Conference. Do the guys? Oh, same idea. Yes, do the guys ever go to the soccer game and wear sports bras in honor of Brandy Chastain? Uh, I, I honestly, well, not in the open, maybe under their clothes, but oh, I've never seen anyone openly wearing a sports bra with nothing else. Got it. Okay. But she I was just, in a parade right outside my house. Uh, a few weeks ago, I sent sent you a picture one time. Remember that? Yeah, no, I saw that. Yeah. So, and she said hi to us. So I've I've talked to her. Yeah, no, I I get that. But the she Olympic, was clothed. Olympic. Well, she, she the, was when that game started too. Yeah, she was until she made that that goal. Uh, Matt, is, are you having fantasy football issues? Everything all right? Uh, I mean, isn't everybody having fantasy football issues? <laughs> yeah. I, I said, you know, I was telling a buddy yesterday. To win your fantasy football league, you need two healthy starting running backs. Doesn't matter who they are; they just need to no, be healthy. I agree. And starting. Um, I, I, no, mean, I, I got my number one running back between my two leagues. So out of four running backs, my number one is Melvin Gordon. That, that's not great. I just uh, he, he, he bailed you out last best. week. With that. He, yeah, he last did week. bail me out. That forty uh, yard. I ended up losing that matchup anyway because I played against Kittle, so that was fun. Oh, yeah, um, but it's, I mean, everybody. I, of course, my my first pick was uh, Saquon, so that's yep. usually how it goes. the The only year I ever got the first round pick was uh, when I was in college, and I picked Adrian Peterson, and then he abused his child and didn't <laughs> play the whole season. So I, uh, I I'm not. Well, at least he wasn't. Really at least he wasn't high draft picks. I actually agree with you. I almost always am mid to late as well. Uh, two years ago, I had the third over. Maybe it was even like fifth. It was like somewhere between three and five. And uh, I took Le'Veon Bell, and then he proceeded to not play a game. And I was like, I don't want to pick high. This is too much pressure. If you screw it up, you're done. Yep. Like, that's it. So I was no, I, I, I picked like 11th out of 12 this year, and I was like, this is more comfortable. I can't I really the, screw this up. Yeah, I think I had the seventh pick in both leagues. And my one of my leagues, I, ended up, I just traded Gordon away because he was my fourth. Best, he's best running back, and oh, it must be nice. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it feels pretty nice, except now Josh Allen's my quarterback, and he might not play Tuesday. So, and Tom Brady is my backup, and he's playing. Josh now. Allen's hurt. He's not hurt, but they might not. Their game might get.
canceled. Uh, well, I um I dick Bramard myself. Uh, I was talking to. It was um, it was a matter of time. It really I, was. You, you I did badmouth Bra- him I, enough, I, and you say I things Briller won't happen enough. It was a matter of time. I was having a conversation with Mrs. Apples to Apples, and we were talking COVID and injuries, and I'm like, yeah, I've yet to be affected by this COVID thing, and, and I haven't got anyone hurt. I think it was about six to seven seconds later, Chubb and Eckler both went out for yep. whatever. <laughs> Eight weeks. So, yeah, I dick bramered myself. Yeah, that, that happened to I someone just, I was with on and, Sunday, too. Exact same you, thing. As you guys know, in 12-team leagues, uh, there's not a lot to uh, – you're not replacing those two guys. Well, I have David Montgomery, who's absolutely god-awful for a guy that starts. I mean, <laughs> he's, like, not even having a starting running back. He's getting the ball today. I just of watched course. him catch the pass. Well, I didn't play him. Well, if you want to How hear could about... you not play him? You just said two of your running backs were hurt. I made some. I, I picked up Justin Jackson. I picked up the That's running back from. I picked up the running back from uh, New England. Damian Harris. Kamala Harris. I was uh, last <laughs> week. I was one busy. inch away from making the greatest managerial decision of fantasy oh, football yeah, history. Right. When I I had Devontae Adams and he said he was going to play and then the Green Bay wouldn't let him play. And I had no other option but to pick someone up from the uh, Monday, Monday slate. So I picked up Shepard from the Packers. And he they threw a wide receiver screen. No, he was in the end zone. And he tripped and fell on the one-yard line and got down. And I lost, <laughs> by, I lost by four points. That would have won the game. I saw that video. I swear, I think he scored. Not to ever defend you, but I think he actually scored, too. Well, I don't so know. just to the, to the point, and then I think we have to wrap up that. But just to the okay. point about running backs being hurt would you do you know who the backup running back tonight is for for the bears and and like getting carries Tariq cohen uh no, no he's out oh that's right they Ooh. didn't even bother and go pick up another running back they got old friend cordero patterson back there taking handoffs he's running that's right My he has God. three carries for seven yards tonight of course he does would you like to know what david montgomery has uh, but five carries for three yards three carries for nine yards Okay, see, so yeah, I made but he, the right decision. He, but he's got he's got three catches for ten yards. David Montgomery oh, does. But yeah, Cordero Patterson. I mean, score. The Bears are even like I, I got no I got nobody, so I'm just gonna hand it off to my receiver. By the way, and then I then I'll wrap this portion of the show up. Uh, this stupid tight end from Dallas that no one's ever heard of. How does he score every week? He killed me last week. Cordero I don't even know his name. About to catch a t- oh no, he almost caught a touchdown out of um, the back. Talking well. To Dalton, you're talking anyway. with Dalton Schultz. Yeah, that. Oh, yeah, I, 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 so I had, I, I, my tight ends are Kelsey and uh, Johnu Smith in one league, and Johnu Smith had COVID and Kelsey was, had, Kelsey was hurt. Or no, excuse me, Kittle and Johnu Smith. Kittle was hurt. Did John I ask you your tight ends? I, 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 I have a point here. I have a point here. <laughs> and Johnu yeah. Smith was out because of COVID because the whole yes, team got it. I'm aware. And I picked up Mr. Dalton Schultz, thinking oh, this is such a savvy move, and I'll go trade him. It was the one week he, he was already – someone already had him in my league, and I'm this like – This was oh, week God. two or three, and I, the week I had to play him, like six points. Every other week, it's like 16. And I was like, well, now I, this, was, this was not helpful. Thank you, Dalton, for, for nothing. All right, so here's the Desert Island question. You guys ready? And it's very Damn appropriate, it. and it's, it's appropriate and it's clever. So Matt somehow is now on the Desert Island with us. And I'm not talking about oh, that happened. Like, I, somehow you got plopped down with us. I'm not I'm not going to. We've been there like six months. I'm not going to go over what food we have and utensils and all that stuff that Katie from KDZ. That's her deal. But you can spend one day with a with a coach past or present. Any sport 
who you asked this before no i didn't well not to matt but to sam and i you did i did yeah who'd you take i don't really remember i don't think it, i no, I, you no, always you say definitely I asked. did you absolutely I did. did yes are you sure i was there yes you may not have mentally been there but you physically in body really, were there well, Okay, well, I'm ask it anyways because I don't remember who I said. You guys only remember who you picked. Yeah, and B, Matt's never heard it, so. And Matt's you, never heard it. You asked. So, and it can't be the reigning, defending, undisputed Minnesota State School. It can't be Matt. <laughs> oh, that would have been a waste of a choice. Yeah, and it can't be. <laughs> yeah, you uh, already stuck yeah. there with us. Wait, I just, okay, I'm picking my plaque up. It can't be me either. So, other than us two, who would you pick? Is anyone ready with their answer? I wanted I'm, to tell you I'm guys actually ahead trying of time to remember who I said. I don't think I, we had this. Yeah, I, really, I feel like we, I had a good one. But yeah, because we had a long argument well, about whether or not the idea would would be you want the coach to help coach you off the island or if they're just there to spend a day with you. I don't remember. Any of this. Oh, that's, that's a great question. I didn't even think of that. Well, that I, I only no. remember. Okay, it was, I, it's only a good question because we asked it last just time. Just to pick the – forget – just take, take it for granted we're stuck on the island. We're going to be stuck. Just to pick brain. Pick his brain, her brain could be a girl. I don't know. Um, it's just someone you've always either wanted to chat with or you look up to. Sam, again, it cannot be me. Um, <laughs> uh, Dad, David Montgomery touchdown. Shut up. I could never be, couldn't be more serious about anything. I did say he'll, he's about to score, and I'm not. I don't have the. T- well, that's awkward. That was my okay? whatever. No, that was my Surrey or whatever, just out of the clear blue, started Bixby talking to me. Or Rixby? Bixby, or Rixby, or Bixby, just started Bixby. talking to me. They must have known. Uh, David Montgomery, of course he did. All right. Is anyone ready with their answers? I mean, I, I have a few thoughts. I just don't. Matt, you thinking? I, you know, I'm think I'm trying to. So my my first reaction is Dusty Baker, and I know that's that's a sore subject right now because it's just <laughs> lots of Dusty no, I Baker. I don't mind Dusty Baker. Uh, but so here's my reasoning. Dusty Baker has managed five, six teams, something like that. So yeah. I, I want to know a how he handles the big egos, because um, with the, the club he's got now, I mean, Verlander's technically on the roster. That's a big ego. The guy's married to Kate Upton. You can't do that with a small ego. Um, you got um, he's he's dealing with the fallout of the cheating thing, all that, everything associated with the Astros right now. He also he was with the Cubs. He was with the Giants. He's done like these historical franchises who were you know everyone expected a lot of them. He was also with the Nationals, I believe. Yep. And so well, yeah, I, I I'd be curious to know how he handles the different markets, the the big time markets versus the smaller markets. And um, I don't. He seems like he's chill. Like if you have a have a drink with Mike Zimmer, like I, I don't think they would last any more than 15 <laughs> minutes. That would just be terrible. And I like Mike Zimmer. I think he's a good coach. I, I think he's probably yeah. way over his head this year. But uh, I, I would not Clearly want to. A day on an island with Mike Zimmer would be terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that one wouldn't go very well. No. See, Dusty Baker's just so much more creative. I can anything. Maybe set that up, Dusty uh, Baker played on one of my some of my favorite Dodger teams back in the day with Steve Garvey, Ron Say, Davey Lopes. Well, Rick one Michael. of my. One of my housemates is friends with his son from uh, Dusty from Baker high, from high school, so I could maybe help set that up. Are you Danny, serious? If about you can set that up, that would be awesome. <laughs> Wait uh, a second. Can we can we do it on like a regular land, like not in a desert not, island not somewhere a, though? Yeah. And maybe when this whole thing's That's over, fair. right? Wait a second. That's so much to ask. How is that possible? 
I mean, <laughs> I don't know. What do you want me, you want me to bring where's him in your, here right wait, now? Where's your, where's your roommate from? My housemate, AJ. You know AJ. AJ's friends with Dusty Baker's son? Yeah. I got to talk to AJ about that. Yeah, we'll get that done. Okay. Sam, do you have one? I was thinking Mike Ditka because I feel like he's a very cool dude. He has a lot of stories from player coaching of the old Bears. I, I feel like I'd, I would love to hang out with him for a day. I, I'm gonna, I think I'm biased in my decision for a number of reasons. I told One you it could not be me, but go ahead. <laughs> it's not. Part of it is recency bias. Part of it is is uh, my allegiances. I, I'd probably take. Uh, I'd probably go with John Thompson. I feel like oh, he yeah. went through a lot in his 20, almost 30 years at Georgetown. He he. I, I just want to know more about what he dealt with as a black coach putting together a predominantly black team at a you know private Jesuit university. In the Northeast, the Big East at that time was, let's say, not very tolerant, to put it nicely. There was some very awful things said about Ewing when he played, Matumbo when he played. He he had a hand in basically saving Allen Iverson's life. Allen Iverson would say that himself. Um, he basically was part of what built the Big East into what it was today. And then even after he retired, he had such a hand on the, the you know, he, his fingerprints were all over Georgetown basketball, I guess I should say. And I think, I think... It, it you'd be remiss to say that the vast majority of people in my generation wouldn't have thought about going to Georgetown. It's indirect, but wouldn't have thought about going there if it wasn't for him, because if they weren't such a basketball relevant school, you know, what would necessarily have separated that out from, from the crop? And I, not that it, you know, among other things, but you, there's a lot of schools that fit that bill, but the basketball history and they were very good, you know, for a long time. How did he get Allen Iverson into Georgetown is what I'd like to know. Well, Maybe that was the whole thing. He, he, he protested essentially, a, literally walked out on a game because the NCAA wanted to put forth restrictions on GPA for high school kids to get a scholarship to play division one basketball. His whole thing was like, no, part of the reason we want to give these kids an opportunity is because they didn't have the right opportunities in high school. They came from bad upbringings. They came from, awful inner city schools or wherever and to say they had to have a specific gpa is belittling the whole fact that these kids can use their god-given talents at the opportunity at at, a, at an education and that he he literally walked out on a game because he was protesting did at, you write a post- paper on this no i just know a lot about Should him I think he's a fascinating person I, well, other people have written much better much better papers i'm sure no, so he was for all my story he I, I think I think he has a lot would have a lot of stories and not, and not just about like what he did as a person but I think right. you know what went into the whole I'm gonna walk out there in the same stupid sweater as the other guy and um you know closing Manly Fieldhouse I just I feel like he was part of a lot he'd be fun to talk to well I know I said we were stuck on the island but if my guy came there's no way we'd be stuck on the island how do you get <laughs> off an island you you row row a boat I don't know. Absolutely. Build an airplane? Nope. You roll a boat. PJ Fleck is coming to the island. I don't want to get off the island. I just want to spend the day with him. But before I know, we're rowing and we're home. (laughs) Tell me that wouldn't be fascinating to spend a day anywhere with that guy. So, Scott, let me ask you. Did you just pose this question just for the bit? (laughs) You can row the boat off the island. It kind of feels like you did. Okay, and I'm I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. When you, at the very beginning of the show, when you were talking about uh, Rocco and you mentioned P.J. Fleck, 
I'm very old. And if I don't write something down, I will forget like five seconds later. Like I have a great long-term memory. So I wrote PJ Fleck on this piece of paper that's right in front of me. Paper's right here. I wrote PJ Fleck down. And then I asked the question and I looked at my paper. I'm like, oh my God, there's the answer right there. So no, I actually did not pose the question because okay. if you, and why I'm busted is I even said, we'll never get off the island. And then I saw his name. I'm like, well, how the hell am I going to? say this guy can get us off the island i just <laughs> i told already them said no I... one can get off the island right so <laughs> no i saw pj fleck i'm like well that's the guy i would spend the day with either way i mean what a character okay by I the saw, way I, I saw Les miles has play, covid but... did you see that does he really yeah Les miles got covid way well, to be I... responsible Les. <laughs> yeah well i think baylor had to stop all of their football activities because so many people started to get it they had to just like shut it down insanity do you like the gophers matt uh, i do i mean i i was never a gopher fan because literally my whole life they were terrible until was it <laughs> yeah. last year or the year before like i like yeah. tim brewster even like jerry kill oh. had a little bit you know where everyone was like they were you know, they weren't jerry kill fans but they were just terrible forever so it was, i've always been vikings it's all it's always been nfl for me more than college uh my roommates were into college football a little bit so i gave it a shot but yeah uh but now i do i mean if they ever start again i mean it feels like it was Couple three years ago they announced they were coming back and you know i'm still waiting for them to play and especially this year because the vikings suck so i gotta have some football to watch so yeah no, i'm going about this year and ust is going d1 Drew, do you, yeah, what is your thoughts go well no my what are my thoughts on what UST going D1. Is that even possible in football? I, I mean, it is. I think there will be growing pains. But, I mean, I, I don't see why they they can't do it, to be honest. Um, I don't think they're going to be great. But there's D1 teams I think they're comparable with. That it's just uh, – but it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be rocky for a little bit. But there has to be – I mean, there's got to be some schools across the country. None are immediately coming to mind. Um that are similar in size and, and draw and everything, but most of them are Southern or on the coast where it's at least warm weather. So um, I think they'll, they'll get there, but uh, I think it's, I think it's going to take some time and they're never, I don't think they're ever going to be a top 25, like overly competitive team. It just means no more St. Thomas Academy players can be on the team. (laughs) Well, speaking of St. Thomas Academy football players, one was just named 10 seconds ago to the, all-state preseason uh, state team. Defensive lineman Garrison Soliday. He's undecided in his college choice, if you're wondering. He's a beast, by the way. He's huge. That's not surprising. He is, yeah. No. Wait, there's a lot of steel. He's got a future. There's he a lot of commitments here. at the academy. I was waiting for Love Adebayo's commitment to Alabama, but must be waiting a year. Yeah, well, and we got a, I mean, fresh off of baseball. I mean, a huge commitment in baseball. Shout out to oh, the Seagulls yes. if you're listening, but congrats. The first one of the year. Yeah, the fr- it's the first of many. The first of many. Yeah, we the first of a lot, that's for sure. Some might be committed, but not. Matt, Matt did do a good job of getting a cadet to play college baseball because that's been a struggle for the past few yeah, years. Yeah, no, Matt's a, he's off to a good – I mean, the season hasn't – well, technically we did start for a couple days, but, yeah, he's – that's a that's an early get for Crookston. Well said. Couldn't have said it better I, yeah, myself. Anything else? They, they got a guy. 
they got a guy. Yeah, and yeah. Um, so much to say, but I think sometimes. And, uh, if the Kirsten coach is listening, all the good things I taught him and all the bad things I didn't teach him. Yeah, yeah. Sam. Yeah, because Sam did um, try in the outfield this summer, but. Yeah. Try coach. I coached. I tried coaching. Yeah. Well, I meant that was more a reflection on you, not the player. So awesome. Way to go, the Pasiga family. And if you need any, um, uh, you know, legal help or advice, um, I don't have his number on me, but I can get it for you. Or listen to K-Fan at 3 in the morning. His commercials are always on. Oh, yeah. Um, he sponsors one of their bits. Yeah, that's that's true. Any, no, I'm not going to say that. Um, Drew, anything else we should get to before we wrap this up? Nope. Can you hear the like uh, the train horn in the background? Are you in a train station? Oh, yes. <laughs> no, it's just like it's not that close, but it's close enough and the, it's so loud and it's there's not a lot of like trees and forest to knock it down. Is he just doing it to be a jerk or is there actually? No, like, it, I, I actually don't remember exactly where it crosses somewhere nearby. So they have oh. to they have to honk it. But it's like it, it's not that often. It's not like a commuter train. I don't think I think it's like literally like a move goods and stuff like it moves whatever they make in upstate new york to wherever i so believe like they a, call those freight trains freight trains thank you that's yes. what i'm looking for yes in the biz all right well before we go i think it's only fair to have the reigning defending undisputed um state baseball coach of the year give us a preview of what's to expect from the cadet baseball team this spring or summer or whenever whenever the heck they're gonna play we don't yeah if, know. if we get a season they are, uh, and, well, and if right uh, we're in the same boat as, as everybody else. I mean, we are not returning a single starter from the last time we played a varsity baseball game and very few schools. I mean, you might have one or two, you know, kids that were sophomores and were studs, but uh, everybody, nobody really knows what they have. I mean, we don't know what we're going up against, but um, we saw what we had for, you know, the, the guys who played Legion this last year. And we had a, a couple of guys who were part of our summer program who were, you know, kind of standouts. They were better than we thought they'd be. What we know is we're going to be deep. I mean, we got we got a lot of talent. It's going to be hard to to pick nine guys. Um, you know, we don't have a Mike Trout, but we got a lot of, you know, we'll we'll go back to the Guardy years. We got Piranhas. We got a lot of <laughs> yeah. guys that can hurt you in different ways. But uh, I mean, we got high hopes. And, but yeah. you know, I wouldn't be a very good coach if we didn't. If I expected to be a 500 team, I I think no. we're looking to be a lot better than that. As long as our pitchers throw strikes and uh, and don't walk a bunch of guys. And, you know, stop worrying about how hard they throw as long as they can get a guy out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fun to throw hard. From It's it's it very fun to throw hard. But, I mean, I drew you pitched back in the day, too. I mean, a strike is still a good pitch, right? Yeah. But they're, better. they're better if they're hard. No, I, Drew, Drew dabbled in pitching. I pitched way back in the day. And oh, yeah. Sam all I threw was strikes, but they weren't hard, so. No. The outfielders were getting tired, so we had to put that can still be effective. Hey, you know, I got one thing, but just just so yeah. you don't kick me off here, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna direct this at at Sam. Um, I mean, it's for you other two as well. But so Sam, I also have Josh Allen in one of my leagues. Um, what should my backup plan be? So I'm gonna give you a couple options here. The highest ranked is, is in terms of projection is Gardner Minshew. I don't I love that. that. Well, I, that's funny you say that because while we were recording, I just picked up Gardner Minshew in case. <laughs> okay, so I don't love that. He's 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 at Houston, and I know he. I mean, we just well, saw. You don't how have bad a lot of choices. But I mean, so this is only a ten-team league, so there are some guys available. What about um, Herbert? 
Herbert. So Herbert's there. Oh, yeah. um, so I Teddy didn't two have gloves. My Teddy number two one gloves is Herbert. at Atlanta, and they're 32nd in pass defense. That's enticing. I so, across Teddy. My number one pick for me would be Herbert, but he was not available in my league, so I had to go Minshew because I can't trust Teddy just off of what I saw. Herbert's long-term, though. He's, he's going to start now, and uh... – yeah, I, I mean, I, I do need a one-week guy. I need somebody to fill in for Josh Allen while he's, you know, in a bubble somewhere. Is that um, so that game might not happen? Is that what you guys are saying? I, r- right now on ESPN, it shows as a bye. Yeah. So, so I got to have a backup plan. It's scheduled oh, no. for Tuesday, and if they play Tuesday, I think it will still count. But okay, obviously, come Sunday, theory. come Sunday, we'll need to. Make a decision. I'm a fan of I'm a fan of the Charger, dude. I D- really does am. anybody? The only other guy besides Herbert and Minshew and maybe Teddy that would be worth it is does it? Does anybody have Fitzmagic? Um, <laughs> no, he is available. But here's my other dark horse, the guy in purple himself, Kirk Cousins. Uh, That's right. gonna be a shootout. I'm actually surprised nobody has him. I didn't even consider that. The no problem one is, him. is then, then, then if he's only rostered in 15 percent of leagues. He's the 25th ranked quarterback. That's yeah, pretty. That's not surprising. Wild. The problem with Cousins is if it doesn't go, well, then you're even more mad at him. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Then I'm then I'm double pissed. Maybe <laughs> right. I should. Uh, maybe it's I should go. Double I mean, if you. Th- but they're usually behind. So I mean, he is throwing the ball. But that's what I'm saying. I, that that game in Seattle is going to be a shootout. I mean, it's you know, Delvin will get his hundred yards and a touchdown or two, but they're going to they're going to have to throw the ball because they're going to be well, behind. No, I agree. Kirk put, Cousins should should put up at least 18 points, but in the end, it's Kirk Cousins' primetime game in Seattle with fans are there or not. So that's the problem. But he should put up at least 18, I would think. I uh, I had Brady and and Wentz and two three. Two weeks ago, I picked up uh, Bobby Abert. What's his first name? Justin? What's the Justin guy? Herbert. Justin Herbert. Why are you Herbert talking Herbert. in that weird voice, by the way? Yeah, are you okay? Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm talking into the microphone. You got Maybe weird... it's your tooth. Your lack of tooth. What are you? I, well, I'm missing two teeth. But what, I, what voice am I using? Your voice sounds, sounds like you're much holding deeper deeper your breath. Yeah. I'm holding my breath? It sounds like you're breathing in as you speak. Hey Will, can you <laughs> give me mouth? I think I'm dying. Can you give me mouth to mouth, please? Uh, yeah, I'll be right down. Thank you. See, he's uh, even making fun of you. He yeah, I, I don't know. Well, anyway, so I picked. I, Will's I'm probably a painting guy. a Bob Ross painting after a senior <laughs> yeah. speech. Yeah, shout out to Will, senior speech today. Um, yeah, I, I guess in, in a roundabout way, I'm going Charger man, but I guess Cousins is not a. Yeah, I would go Herbert. I just didn't. He wasn't available in my league, so I had to go Minshew. So okay, because Minshew's he's he's projected nineteen point four. Herbert's at sixteen point seven, but Herbert definitely has a better matchup. He's in New Orleans, and they're twenty sixth. Right, and he's now been named starter, and he, that guy's got a cannon, by the but way. But that's also a Monday night game, prime time in New Orleans. You know, does that get to the rookie? You're right. National no. attention Monday night. I don't man, know, man. Big decisions for like this ten dollar buy in league that I don't care about. I would just pray Allen plays Tuesday night because that guy's. Flat out a stud. I mean, you can't replace him. I I can't handle that voice right now. What's wrong? I, that's my. I don't understand what you're saying. I'm talking. Okay, well we can end the show. You got like a bunch of licorice in your mouth or something? I have no. I have nothing. In fact, I have le- I have two less teeth, but I'm I don't know what I'm. It must be my. You know, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I hear it too, and I I thought really? maybe you were just trying to impress me with a hot football take or something, but I'm hearing it. <laughs> I just, 
It's got to be my microphone. Testing one, two, testing one. No, well, that was even fine. lower. Well, that, well, that was I even lower. Was licking... But he was What's attempting that? to go low. That's what he does when he does testing. Yeah, testing. I guess one, only two. I know that when I sit on his lap and he's yelling yeah, testing he's sitting... in my ear. I don't know. I, I apologize to all the listeners if you're still listening about You're not, voice. like, inaudible. Like, we can understand you. It just sounds funny. I'm literally... Okay. Yeah, I, can't, I, I can't. It's like a late it. night DJ voice. Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> yeah. I can't do this anymore. This has been another. No, I don't know. No, I, like like low and slow, like a like a smooth like a R and B station kind Power of. ninety two radio. You there belong you are. On, yeah, right you belong there. Belong on Sirius XM eighties on eight with Nina Blackwood. Nina Blackwood. Thank you, Nina. First of all, that might be dead on. You guys ever listen? You know who Nina Blackwood is, Matt? I don't. I had Sirius XM okay. when I got my truck. I had the trial, but that's the only time I ever listened to it. She's She used to be on MTV back in the 80s, and now she's on the 80s channel. They have all the old MTV, whatever, MTV DJs, and she smoked a lot and talks like this, and now here's uh, Hungry Like the Wolf. But no, anyways, but um, that's an 80s song, too. You probably don't know. Okay. I do know that song, okay. believe it or not. <laughs> I, oh, I apologize. Terrible song, but I know it. It was a bad one. I was trying to think of I ran by a flock of seagulls. Is that better? No. no. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I apologize about my voice. It's probably time to end it then because if you guys are having issues with my voice, and I'm sure everyone else is, so all I can say is this is another edition of Apples to Apples right here on all those podcast ways you listen to us. Matt, thanks for coming on. Uh, Gentlemen, we'll thanks definitely... for having me. Been a good yeah, time. We'll have you on again. I mean, because you're better than most of us. So you'll be on again. Wow, what an honor. I appreciate it. But uh, I did I decline. There's no way I'm better than either of you guys. But, yeah, I'd gladly come back on. All right. Well, I, I got your number. Unless somehow, somewhere you're dethroned and you're no longer the undisputed reigning defending state high school coach of the year. Can I get a business card with that on there? I mean, it's going to have to be a little bigger. It's I I hope we don't. I hope like the Shakopee coach doesn't listen to this and go, "What are you talking about? I was the reigning defender." <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think Shakopee. I mean, You'll get tweets. Sh- now, yeah, now we're gonna get tweeted by Shakopee. All right, you guys have anything you want to add to? The- Is the music playing already? Yeah, I take care of it. Okay, well then I guess we'll just be back next week, right? Yeah. Thanks, Matt. We're contractually right. obligated. See you. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Appreciate it as always. You